I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. This is Sean Bowles, and I'm going to welcome you to the show. Today, this podcast is going to feature Wesley Wright, and Wesley Wright is a financial reformist and kingdom visionary, and this is the second time we've had him. This is kind of a part two, so to speak. You know, he was a police officer before, has a legal background, He and he understands he's one of the, one of the world's most sought out uh, authorities in relationship between money and law. This guy can take contracts, 100,000 page contract, and dissect it and understand really what it says. You know, you read your terms and conditions on you know, or, or even your terms on properties you're buying and you read them with like, I don't really know what this means, but I'll sign for the most part. The average person doesn't understand what they're signing. Even when your phone updates and you're reading terms and conditions, you understand it. Wesley's an expert at looking at that. But what's happened is because he's had such an encounter with God, he looks at these things and, and, and asks God and dreams with God, what would this look like if we put a kingdom backbone to it or a kingdom structure to the banking industry around the world, especially legally. And so I love it because it's really challenged the way that I think. I've been believing that God's going to take, you know, encounter people and take people outside the sphere of the church, not only to inspire people for the sake of evangelism, but to change world systems. I think of Jesus in in Isaiah 9 where it says he has a kingdom on his shoulders or government on his shoulders that's only going to increase until he returns. A lot of times we don't think of that. We think the dark's going to get darker and the light's going to be separated from the dark, but we we actually were made to shine light in the midst of the darkest places. And one of the dark places in the world right now is the banking system. And we saw how dark it was in 2008 in the world economic crash. And there's a chance to recover from that, but there's still a dream of God and a purpose in God's heart for banking to serve us instead of us serve banking. So I love Wes and just everything he shares. And uh, I've heard him a number of times share his heart. And I'm looking forward to this interview because I think it's going to help maybe reform your mindset about money, but also help you as you're exploring the prophetic to think outside the box. So let's go right into our interview. Welcome back to Exploring the Prophetic. I'm Sean Bowles, your host, and I'm so excited because we get to have a part two with a friend of mine named Wesley Wright, who's a financial advisor. He's a reformist and a kingdom visionary for sure. I mean, the way that you think, by the way, welcome to the show. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, I'm in thoughts about what you do, but the way that you think is, I think, something that our listeners need to hear because we're talking about exploring the prophetic and how it affects very real everyday life situations and nations and systems. And you're tackling the banking system of the world right now. Like you're going after banking system and saying, God has a dream. God has a system for this. The what we have isn't lining up. There's a lot of debt slavery, which is evil. And so we were just talking about that in another podcast last week. But let's continue to part two because I love your heart. Do you have any opening thoughts? I, I just I just want to say this is such an opportunity for people to open their hearts and just to be open to the possibility that the Lord has a different way. And that's not just for finances, but it's for pretty much every step of our life. He has a different way, and his way is the best way. Absolutely. When you deal with... 
when you deal with some of your story about going in and actually looking at practical ethics and banking that would match kingdom principles and bringing banking, like you guys have now opened a bank or opening a bank in the UK where you're looking at affecting the community around it. So it's a nonprofit bank. It's not a credit union. It's an actual bank. It creates profit, but the profit goes back in the community. So tell us about that journey. Well, the journey for the, to work with Richard on the bank, um, has been a fascinating one. Um, I met Richard a number of years ago now. I think it may be or six years ago. And when we met, we instantly clicked. I didn't know he was a believer, and he didn't know I was a believer. Wow. But Tell us who Richard is again, just so that everybody knows who's listening. So Richard is a professor of macroeconomics, and he's a very dear friend of mine, a man I trust and who I admire and have great respect for. He's a man called of God, and uh, he, his claim to fame, I would say, is the coined phrase of quantitative easing. So that's who Richard is. That's awesome. Um, so uh, with regards to Hampshire Community Bank, yes, I, I've been working with this project now for nearly two years, and <clears throat> I work closely with Richard on a number of various issues in, in that process. Um, the Community Bank is Richard's idea. He is a German economist, and so he comes from German, Germany. And in Germany, there are a number of, well, I say there's quite a lot of community banks that are in okay. existence. Um, and, and they're called the German Sparkenzar. And they deal with this type of idea of a not-for-profit type um, okay. sort of ethos. Um, some are profit, some are for the community. But um, through the, cra- the crisis, the financial crisis of 2008, um, they actually assisted in maintaining... Um, flow of uh, the money in the system and the economy so that it didn't have such a detrimental impact as it did certainly in the UK. And it's because of these local banks that it actually created more of a assured economy um, because of its local dealings, the interconnectivity between the banks, and it wasn't sort of the high-level monopoly that the big banks operate in. And so Richard is much better at explaining this than me. That's his speciality. And so he's um, extrapolated some of the best principles from that local banking to actually start to set up that in the UK, starting in Hampshire, with the idea of obtaining that banking license to then roll it out over the country so we can offer this throughout UK. And you guys are doing this, but I do want to say like this, this is Mission Impossible. This is something that you personally have gone through studying hundreds of thousands of pages of documents and studying legally the whole system and having to voice why this is beneficial for the country. Like you've, you've been in a battle basically of just believing for God's heart for this to happen. But at the same time, it's working. You guys are able to open this. This is happening. Something that was mission impossible is happening, which to me is part of exploring the prophetic is looking at God's giving you guys this vision for banking to change so that I think you had said in the last episodes so that money serves the kingdom or money serves the person versus us serving the money. And, and this is one of the, maybe the first frontiers of actually changing for in the UK, maybe uh, just a, that mindset comes into on a community. It's a very prophetic kingdom mindset coming into the local community. It's going to change everything. That's the plan. And I'm sure that's the Lord's heart and plan too. Um, one area I just, I wanted to touch, which I think you'll find interesting is experience. You know and I know, if we experience God, there's a huge value to that. 
and there's no comparison between experiencing him than knowing about him. Absolutely. And it's very similar with what we're trying to set up. It's difficult to tell people what a kingdom finance model looks like for them to grasp that when they've never seen mm. it or even experienced it or even know that it's possible. Yeah. And so there's a disconnect. So part of what this local community bank processes so they can start to experience something a little bit different. I love that. Now, it's not going to be 100% kingdom because we have to operate within the bounds of the law, within the bounds of a licensing process. But what we can do is we can bring in as much as we are able that are kingdom values so that people can start to taste and see. Does this feel good? Am I treated with respect? Am I treated with dignity? Am I even treated well at all face to face? Do they care about me? Etc. 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 That's awesome. And we can implement some of those values into our customer, um, how we deal with customers. And so they can start to taste and see that this is a slightly different process, a slightly different ethos. And it's part of education. The experiential education is better than theoretical education. Yeah. So it's a part of God's way of educating people that, look, that's what that tastes like. Now let's move the person on and vision cast. So what it would look like if it was even more kingdom? Wow. And so even just starting, this is kind of like a pilot program. Yeah, a step, a step one is this bank. But give us some of the vision you have for the banking industry around the world. What do you think it's going to look like as God manifests more of his revelation for it? <laughs> okay, so if you, if you go way, way into the future and where the Lord's heart would, would want to be, he says it in his word, let your yes be yes and your no be be no. <laughs> that would be a miracle. Uh, <laughs> Our okay. banking system doesn't understand that at all. <laughs> very simple, very profound, non-existent today. So your yes is your yes, your no is your no. We don't need legal contracts to do business. Okay, let that wow. settle for a minute. That is outrageous because no one would ever dream of loaning money without a contract that can be enforced through penalty. Right? Yeah. But the Lord's heart is not to enforce something through fear. Because where perfect love is, guess what? And you know this. Guess fear is removed. Yeah. Absolutely. So the, the objective is that we actually operate on a business level founded in love. Wow. So it's a love-to-love -love relationship, and that, that takes precedence. So, for example, you have a mortgage contract. The overriding, overarching term is love. I challenge anybody, and I do this every time I speak. I say, has anybody got a mortgage here? Has anybody ever had a mortgage? Most people put their hands up. I say, who read the terms? Most people don't put their hand up. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I, I mean, say, it's, it's 3,000 pages. It takes forever to read yeah. the first 20, you know? <laughs> exactly. And I say, okay, for those who have read the terms, did anybody see a term that mentioned love? <laughs> no. And you know what, Sean? I get the same response every time I say that. People laugh. And I go, why are you laughing? And they go, it's just absurd. And I'm going, why, as kingdom, sons of God, do we accept this nonsense? 
because love is protection. Love is love, it's care. And let's bring love into finance because if we can get love into finance, it will change the world. And that's my heart and I know that's the Lord's heart. Well, and it's interesting because some of the humanitarian banking projects that people are doing right now, like um, loaning money to widows because there's an 89% return rate in third world nations, those kinds of things, they're they're not giving stipulations of, of consequence. If you don't return this, we're somehow taking your property away from you. They're just giving micro, it's micro loans, so it's not the same, but you know, but it's done out of a spirit of like, we're going to entrust you with something and walk with you through this. And we want a reporting of what this has done for your community. And the, the it, it's, it's a little teeny tiny picture of that because when you hear this, the return stories, the risk is so low, but the reward is so high. I don't know how to apply that. You probably do into a worldwide banking system. How do we create something that the risk is the right risk and the reward is the right reward. And it, you're saying love is the key. But how would you describe that to somebody outside of the church? Okay, so outside the church, you want to be using words like empowerment and relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason why those kind of loans work really well is because the lender is in relationship with the borrower. So true. And I mean, not just a, not just a, you know, esoteric relationship based on paper and electronic documents. I'm talking about an eye to eye, face to face, hand to hand touch relationship so one of the aspects of the community bank is to yes we know technology is moving forwards we know we need to 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 keep up to pace with technology and offer equal technological services however just doing that solely without any level of human interactivity is not god's heart wow so we are balancing those two with sorry that with human interactivity face to face to that may be a bit more costly. It's okay. It's not all about the money. It's about the relationship. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so why I think that is true because relationship multiplies finances every time. Like if you have the right, in any industry, if you have the right relationship, it, it's the one can take a thousand, two can take 10,000, no matter what, there's always an acceleration or multiplication on relationship, which is a kingdom principle that isn't manifest very much in the secular industries, which I think is really interesting. Right. So, so yeah, following the Lord's heart, and this is, is key, it's, it's foundational, and it's actually exciting when you start to see his principles, and we can then put those principles into a working process that people can experience, and we can get feedback from that. I'm so excited about that. It's really, when you apply this, I'm thinking of like Stephen Hawking, I don't know if you heard this, but the scientist, uh, quantum physicist Stephen Hawking said that uh, his the scariest thing to him right now is artificial intelligence. And I just thought about that in the context of if you don't have a Christian experience where you're, you're dependent on relationship to God and the world around you, that's part of our foundation. So if you don't have that, if your dependency is on science or your dependency is on self-sufficiency or whatever, you'd be afraid of artificial intelligence. But when you're dependent on relationship, you know it can never substitute the point of contact that's always more blessed. And and artificial intelligence, again, can serve us, but if it becomes a dominating focus, we're actually going to decrease as humanity anyways. But when we understand that God's heart for humanity is us plus each other equals more, 
in, in abundance more, not a little bit more us plus artificial intelligence just equals process. That's it. I mean, it's just, it's not scary at all. Cause we're, you know, hu- humanity will never fully adopt a system that is micromanaged without human interaction and connectivity. That's blessed. That's healthy. And so I love that you're bringing that into the banking world because the banking world has become very neutered. It's become very, very, um, hands off. And when you restore those points of contact, I know for me personally, I just had to go through a loan process for um, one of the properties we're working on. And we had the most beautiful representative from the bank. It was such a kingdom minded guy and fought for us in a way that brought our faith up that brought our connection to our property up and was just one of the most beautiful experiences of God's grace I've ever seen on his part. He said it was the, one of the best things he's ever done. And one of the best things we've ever done. And, and the loan the, the group that represents the loan was like, this is fabulous. We love this, but you only get that from human interaction. You can't do that from paperwork. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and only the other day, and this is a very simple example. The other day I was just driving my car and there's a young lad on the side of the road. I stopped and I, be- you know, beckoned him to walk across the road, and he looked at me, and his face lit up with a smile. And I just thought, there, you can't create that unless no, you're in it. That's so good. And the smile lifted me. I'm not. I was fine anyway. But it just it, it increased the lift of where I was. And I thought, you know, just that simple interactivity w- was beautiful. And and like you were saying, the inter- interactivity between you and you and the bank representative was was a personal one and it was a relational one and it lifted the experience and the experience became a positive experience which is well, yeah because most of the time when you go to a banking system you feel like you're in trouble you feel like you're you might be getting in trouble there's fear there's anxiety it's like waiting in a hospital waiting room before you get in it's all those feelings and you're describing something that i think the Western world, especially, is so hungry for like, give me a process where I'm like, it's not just comfortable, but it's actually like you're helping me take risks. If I'm taking risks with real education and support, if I'm not taking a risk, because you know that 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 we're in partnership and that this is actually like working for, it's really serving us, but also the community. That's just huge. I just think you're brilliant. And and then you so exactly, exactly that. So what I'm trying to say with the other part is. <laughs> <laughs> you caught me out, Sean. <laughs> I love so, it. One of the aspects that I want to try and change is this part of the process. If someone defaults on a loan, then if they don't pay within a certain period of time, guess what happens? It's taken they away. issue a default notice for the entire lot. Well, on a common sense level, if they can't afford the monthly payments, how on earth are they going to pay for the entire lot? Exactly. Okay. So then that... Pre- that stops relationship. So when you get to that point, why not let's have a sit down, let's talk, let's look through the finances, let's see what's gone wrong, let's see if you've lost, if you've lost your job, let's have a, let's look and see how we can work this out and, and work a process out rather than just going slap, pay us. Yeah. Let's relationally work, work through this. I've had friends who've gone through that where they get the notice because they lost their job, and especially 2008. I had friends who lost their properties and lost it. And I just thought if you had just given them a chance for two years, you know, to, to just rebuild, they would have, they would have not only paid you, but you could have come up with some sort of terms that would make it, make it worth both parties. But they just immediately were like, you're done. And I agree. I think that's one of the beauties in what you're saying. Cause when you have a revelation about how God wants to do it, it doesn't just, and we're exploring the prophetic. It doesn't just change the church world or make things happy. It actually changes the systems of how we operate as human beings. This is beautiful. Well, tell us how we get a hold of you. Tell us about your website. Tell us about your um, newsletter. 
Okay, yeah, so the website is bankingreformation.com and um, yeah, it'll come up with a little pop-up if you want to sign up for the, for the newsletter. Um, they go out um, every month or every couple of months and tells people the sort of up-to-date news, what we're up to, and also the website for Hampshire Community Bank. Um, that gives them a little insight as to how we're moving along with, with the bank. This is amazing. Thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. A pleasure, Sean. Hey, your host, Sean Bowles here. I just want to tell you about some of the resources we're carrying right now. You know, the prophetic is something you really have to grow into, and you have to take a deliberate, intentional pursuit to go on this journey to hear God this way. And I've created a devotional. It's a 90-day journey into the prophetic where we take excerpts from books like Transiting God and God's Secrets and the other books that I've written, and we put them together with questions that will cause you to reflect on different subjects you may not have ever thought this way before. I want to encourage you to get exploring the prophetic devotional now at a retailer near you.